What is up, guys? This is episode seven of Hopped On Sports, your podcast for the beer drinking sports fan. I'm Preston. I'm joined by Stephen Hislop. How you doing tonight, Stephen? Good, man. How you doing? Oh, not too bad, man. Not too bad. It's uh, it's Thursday, and tomorrow is Friday, so I'm uh, excited. Let's uh, let's hop, hop right into some stuff. What are you drinking tonight, man? Tonight, I'm having the Harp Lager. Um, in fact, I just found out it's actually brewed by Guinness. Um, it's one of those I was telling you I got um, last week, and it's, uh, it's very smooth. Um, very, very smooth. 4.5% alcohol by volume. Low hops. I'm not actually seeing the hops on it, but I will update that in the show notes for you guys. Um, it's very smooth. I would, I would compare it to... Um, Maybe something similar to American, like Miller Lite. I don't know. Um, well, see, you said that, and I, I thought it was a pretty interesting comparison because I, I I tried it as well, and it was like it was like a, uh, I would say kind of like a Miller Lite on steroids. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> definitely mean, better. It was, it was de- yeah, definitely better, definitely de- more taste. Obviously. Even though I love Miller Lite, this I feel like is a much better beer. But what, what you said something interesting when you when you mentioned it. You said it was how easy it was to drink. It could be a daily drinker, and I totally agree. I mean, it was very very delicious. Something I could see myself drinking. Doesn't matter when, uh, especially now that we're getting here to the hotter months. I did pick it up on the pick six, um, so I'm hoping that I can actually get more of them as a uh, bundle, you know, a six-pack instead of just maybe picking up a random pick-six here and there. Yeah. So what about you, Preston? What are you drinking? Well, tonight I am drinking a Boatson Double IPA. Uh, Clocks in at 8.4% and 75 IBUs. It's a a cheap beer from... uh, I had... um, The wife actually picked it up for me uh, from Trader Joe's. Oh, really? Uh, Yeah, and a little six-pack and... I mean, I believe they run pretty cheap. I mean, I think it's I th- like I didn't six, even know they had beer there. Bucks. I thought it was just wine. Yeah, it's like six, seven bucks for like a six pack. So really, real, real cheap. And I'm not gonna lie, it's it's pretty good for just a cheap beer. I mean, I'd probably give it like a a six on a on a one to ten scale. So I mean, it's it's not it's not terrible, but comparatively, where where plus, would you put this it's from the eight point four percent? So I mean, it's, yeah, it's hard to right, but uh. Yeah, no, it's, I think it's, um, it, it's hard because for me to put this as a uh, for me to put this up there as an eight or a nine, I think it'd be foolish of me um, simply because when you compare it to beers that would be considered an eight or a nine, mm-hmm. I think um, for what its intention was made for, which is probably just sitting around drinking a beer more so than um, drinking a beer to appreciate all of its flavor, like, oh, absolutely. you know, like it's not necessarily made for the beer snob, I guess is what I'm getting at. Well, um, I mean, but that being a lager, I mean, you're going to have something smooth, something right. easy to drink. Right. Like, but um, I would put this in my top 10. I yeah. think I, I think I would. Um, it's very, no, it, it's, it's delicious. I'm right there with you. Um, yeah. So, Hey, go ahead and cheers, man. Yeah. Cheers. So off to another podcast here tonight. Uh, we uh, we saw the end of the. You're supposed to take a drink after you cheers. <laughs> well, <laughs> time out. <laughs> All right. There we go. All right. So we saw the end of the uh, Raptors uh, Bucks game. Yep. And uh, shocker. Um, 
Raptors got this, and uh, I, I'm telling it, it like literal shocker, or are you being no, sarcastic? I, no, I'm actually being serious in this aspect. I, I definitely would have taken Milwaukee in this one. Yeah, being um, that they were at home. Yeah, being um, at home. I mean, yeah. this, this series kind of been like whoever the home team is. They've they've won. So you mean that um, they can win without Drake? Yeah, how about that, dude? How did, what are your thoughts on that? You know, here's the thing. When, when you become a distraction away from the game, it's kind of disappointing. Yeah. I don't want that. But he, has he really done anything that's, you know, bad? No, I don't think so. Here, here's the thing. Okay, if I'm Adam Silver, if I'm the commissioner, I'm looking at that. Um, comparatively, you have to look at, you know, um, Spike. Uh, you got to look at some of the other guys, Kevin Hart, that are kind of nuisances on the court um, through the through the eyes of some people, not all. Um, and you go, at what point are they possibly altering the way the game would turn out? Here's the um, deal. If the NBA want to sell seats that are courtside, that are so close to the action, well, this is what you get. I mean, you get people literally, it's becoming a sideshow of, how close you can get to these people. Yes. What's going on in the background. So if they want to put you that close, well, it's kind of what you get. Think about if I did it. If I went down onto the court, front front row, courtside seats, and I start heckling the other players, how long can I do it before somebody comes and talks I to mean, me? Obviously that's true. But I'm not Drake, obviously. Right. But when you start thinking about the people who are doing it, those supporters, I mean... He's a super fan, there's yeah, no doubt. Absolutely. So he says, so they, you know, they, for Toronto. Yeah, they get, they get a pass, I guess you can say. But at the same time, I also don't think he's really done anything that's absolutely crazy. No, and I, I he just, touches the coach's back, you know, yeah. gives them a massage, whatever the heck he does. It doesn't matter to me, as long as the coach is okay with yeah. it. If the coach is like, dude, what are you, what are you yeah. touching me for? It, like, it, you're a fan. If I'm the Raptors, I'm probably saying, Drake... Let's chill it out. Yeah. You know, we're we're finally in a position. They're one game away from yeah from going from to going and losing and, in the finals. Yeah, well, hundred percent. But <laughs> uh, the fact that they're close, it's like, hey, let's let's chill out on the antics. You know, um, I'm glad you're excited for us. We're all excited ourselves. I mean, don't but get me let's, wrong. Let's wait till the parade. Yeah. The parade, you can go do whatever you want. It's, I'm all for Kevin Hart doing whatever he wants to do whenever he wants to do it because I like him. Yeah. Um, I can't necessarily say about the say the same about Drake. Yeah. But that doesn't mean that I think it's okay for Hart to do some of the stuff he does. Right. Um, you know, you get start getting into the head of the other players. As a fan, like if I were Drake, if I were Kevin Hart, I would do the same thing because if you can be used as a tool to get into Kevin Durant's head, like Kevin oh, Hart absolutely. has done. Why wouldn't you? I mean, we've ta- I mean, I mean but have you watched any of those documentaries of that? I mean, stuff with uh, Spike Lee and uh, I've seen Reggie bits and Miller. pieces of yes. I mean, he's absolutely. Like, he's essentially he's like you guys lost. Nick's lost because of you. Yeah. Because you were so you pissed me off so that much. I went I off. got in my zone. Yeah. And I went off. Well, Durant did that uh, a couple months ago. I think it was with Hart. I think it was with um, Kevin Hart. And no, 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 it was with Drake, wasn't it? Yeah, I think you're he right. went off on Drake. Yeah, and uh, I don't know, man. Uh, yeah, because he comes on and he goes, "I don't give a about no Drake on the interview," and then he turns around and walks into the locker room. Yeah. Durant did. Yeah, I remember because it was on Drake night. I think. Yeah, Drake was. Yeah, there. yeah and so that. I mean, at what point do you look at that and go, "Yeah, like he was involved in the outcome of the game." If I'm a Raptors fan, I'm going, Drake, sit down and shut up. If we're playing Durant, you're not welcome in the stadium, okay? We love you. You ain't coming. Yeah, well, 
Anyway, that, that's the problem is you don't want it to take away from the game. Right. Because, like, Raptors played a freaking hell of a game. Yeah. And you almost forget that because... Their ESPN's covering Drake. Yeah, that's what people like want to hear about. Well, well, what do you do about Drake? What do you do about... You hear more like, talk about freaking Drake yeah. on a basketball court than you do Kawhi it's Leonard. Like, and that's when it gets ridiculous. Because, like, tonight, Kawhi... Goes off. Off. Yeah. I mean, 35 points. He's doing the same thing pretty much every I mean, he's, game. he's the way he gets the points, too. They're not just easy points. He easy. earns them. God. I mean, I watch him multiple can times. He splits through two defenders and goes up against the third and makes it. Can somebody teach his boy how to do a freaking interview? I, I like it. I don't have a problem with it. Oh, I just hate it. I know he's a spur guy. So he probably well, he came up under Pop. Popovich. Yeah, he came <laughs> but, up under Pop. My gosh, I'm listening to that post game interview and I'm just like uh, cringeworthy. I mean, terrible. Here's the thing. I'm ready to hear him interviewed after he gets his ring. You know. Yeah. yeah. yeah I mean, we'll I want him. I want to see the interview with him after he gets the ring. I think that it would be a whole different deal. He's so modest and composed. Um, that he's not going to come out and just tell a reporter what he's thinking or what their game plan is for the next game. Why would he do that? Yeah. You know, why would, why do any of the athletes do it is my question. Why do they even do the reports other than viewership? Um, well, because, if, I mean, face but like you, you interview Bob Stoops before you go to halftime at an OU OSU football game. What is he going to tell you about his strategy for the second half? Yeah, I mean, and it's funny. You know? they, they ask those questions. It's like, got to be better. Yeah, like what <laughs> else it. do you want me to yeah, say? Exactly. So. You know, we've got 15 receiving yards in the in the first half, and you ask me what our game plan is. Well, we're going to try to get more than 15 receiving yards. Yeah. Well, thanks, Coach. <laughs> we'll see you after the game. No, uh, like I said, no, I honestly am shocked that Raptors are in this position because, uh, I mean, Saturday they can wrap this up and in Toronto. I mean, yeah. can you imagine how crazy the, the Nulf – is gonna be up there. I mean, it's gonna be wild. They are. Get, they're ready for this. You know what? Quite frankly, they they've paid their dues. Winter is coming. <laughs> Winter is coming. Uh, I think I gotta go for Toronto on this. Um, I, I'm 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 excited for them. Um, if they can if they can make it. Here's the one thing though. I think the Bucks give Golden State the uh, better run. The better run. Um, because basically if Kawhi doesn't go off and be, you know, absolutely crazy and they do their thing, there's no chance that they have, you know, have in any of these games. I mean, it could be like 4-0. <laughs> yeah. So, but the Bucks, they're kind of set up. Like I said, they're a good three-point short- shooting I don't team. Think, I don't think the Golden State would take them 4-0. Man, I don't know. I, I just know that I, I honestly think the Bucks have the better chance, but – you know, Durant's not listed to start. I know. He's not going to play uh, to start, and that kind of brings me to my next point. Um, you know, if Durant, does, if Durant does not play, let's say, the first three games, what do you think the best scenario for Toronto is? 2-1? You'd be down 2-1? No, I think the Durant best scenario back? for Toronto is for Durant to come play with Kawhi. <laughs> <laughs> Exactly. Because he's done in Golden State, you you're not going to see him there next year. I just I hope, I, I don't I, see I how it could happen. Um, they're proving. Sorry. Here's the thing: how much? There's if they want to bring him back, they're going to have to spend stupid money. Okay, yeah, well, they're I mean, winning without him. They're beating a, a number four team, 
either number three or number four, depending on how you look at it, um, without him. So why, why do you need him in case Steph goes down? <laughs> yeah. You know, if I'm if I'm Golden State, I'm secure. I'm doing everything I can to secure Clay, Curry, and Draymond because they've been the core. Yeah, I mean that's that is the core. I mean they've been the core of that team. Obviously, we're seeing that because as much as I loathe Draymond Green, I love the dude. Oh, dude, shut up! I've never had a problem with him. Don't give me that. As much as I hate, I really as do. much as I hate the guy, since Durant went down, and he's even said it himself, he said uh, his son was like uh, flopping after shooting and stuff like that, and he Who saw said that? it. Draymond Green, Draymond Green said he saw his son flop after a shot, and he's like, "Boy, you've been watching too much NBA and all uh-huh. that," and it's really affected him to, to go. You know what? I'm tired of just sitting there and complaining. And yeah. doing stuff like that as much as he was, he really saw himself that he was doing that so much. Oh, I see. Goes, and his son. Yeah, he goes, I don't, I don't want to do that anymore. Yeah. And he he wants to play basketball and be the, the guy who, uh, you know, the enforcer. Well, we'll see say. how that goes. And it, well, it's why working. don't why don't you like him? Because he kicked uh, Stephen Adams in the nuts. <laughs> Dude, he is. Just, because he single handedly got in Oklahoma the, City's Oklahoma City's the, head. Whipped us. Obviously, the Oklahoma City thing plays a big role. I mean, the things he's done, things like that. I appreciate I the aspect he brings dude, to the game. This podcast, I don't have words that I can describe to on this podcast that I, I could say about the guy. <laughs> not I, without making it explicit. Yeah, uh, I'm not a fan. Let's just leave it at that. But like I said, I, I get what he means to the team, though. Yeah. Because every every team needs that kind of guy. Now, here I could understand that because my viewpoint on Meta World Peace, run our test. Yeah. Uh, probably same, same bad blood that I've got with yeah. him that I'm you've got with him. And I, I was kind of, I kind of liked him. I kind of liked him. Yeah. And, and like, well, uh, um, as far as like Matt Barnes. Matt Barnes, I had the same view on him, but it changed over time because I appreciate him. If I can come to appreciate the way somebody plays the game, um, I can respect that. I had no way to appreciate or respect Metal World Peace. These guys, they know their role. And, you know, they're like, this is what uh, eventually you you look yourself in the mirror, you go, hey, I'm not an MVP. I'm not an all star. I'm not, I am what I am. And I'm going to go out there and I'm going to do my thing. And guys like, Matt Barnes or Meta World Peace or, in this case, uh, Green, he knows he's, you know, he's intense. He knows if he can make a big play, uh, you know, he can get Golden State on these crazy runs they go on. Dude, if you look at this last series, Warriors went on these crazy third quarter runs. Well, I mean, we talked about it, but game two, game three, I think it was, the Warriors were down 14 and 15 points. Yeah. And then they, I mean, that's not that big of a difference in the NBA, no, but it's I mean, a, it's not something runs, you want to start. But my I mean, gosh, yeah. I mean, he, he, it'd be like one, you know, block or one steal, yeah. and then all of a sudden it's like, bam, just like that twelve zero run. You're just like, what? Could you imagine having to watch Westbrook to look at Westbrook as a non-Thunder fan? Hmm. No. As we're as we're just sitting here talking about those three guys, I I, 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 I could. I could absolutely understand why people loathe that guy. I know how much he frustrates me, so I understand. I don't, I don't think he he doesn't frustrate me. Um, I don't have a reason to say he would. I think year one and year two, his jump shot, I would say, frustrated me from the key 
top of the key, he he tended to pull up and brick a lot, but he he worked on that. He stopped doing it. He worked on his shot. It improved. Well, it's one of his hot spots now. Shooting is one thing, but it's the complaining thing. I, yeah. That is so... It just gets so old. Right, it does, and that's why I can't stand watching Curry and Harden yeah. and Durant and James. They all do it, so I'm not I'm not complaining about him in that aspect. I do hate that, but just if, if you look at a uh, statistic as far as, like, when you score or when you get a foul, yeah. like the cockiness of your facial expression, um, Westbrook is – he plays with a lot of sass. Yeah, that's, um, that's for sure. And so – I could just imagine watching as a Spurs fan, as a, you know, uh, anybody other than the Thunder, why they would why they would despise him. Yeah. So it's interesting to go into that with the open mind when you're talking to maybe a Bulls fan, like when we talked to Antoine, and yeah. Antoine's like, "Dude, I can't, I can't do the guy." You know, Derek Rose all the way. I'm like, "Hey, I get it, I get it." Well, let me tell you one guy. Do you like who? I just want to go to his own team so bad. It's Clay Thompson. Clay Thompson. You want him to have his team. Yeah. I, I'm, I think he's... I don't. I'm not trying to disagree with you on everything. Well, I, I don't see, see why he would. I don't see why he would. No. Okay, here's the deal. I like Clay because he is all about winning. He knows his role. And he's like, when he goes off, there's no one no. in the NBA like, who's more exciting to he, watch. He's like, I don't, he I don't know stats. Um, is he the best shooter in the NBA? Is he better than Curry, like, realistically? Like, oh, I mean, Curry's the greatest shooter of all time. I mean, I, I know. But, I mean, when someone gets hot, I don't think anyone's better than Clay. I agree. I That's mean, why I asked it's, because it's unbelievable. when, like, Steph just consistently scores. Yeah. I mean, it's not you can't put it past Steph to drop eight, eight threes every game, you know? No, exactly. Um, um, but Clay, man, he brings so much to that team, and he's such a threat. He's a little bigger. If Curry had Steph's, I mean, if Curry had uh, Clay's size. Yeah. What it, well, and the, the other aspect is Clay plays defense. He does. He, he, whoever the best is. he on the first team or second team NBA? Well, that was going to lead me to my next point. So as of today, uh, they had first team, second team, and third team all NBA come out. Yeah. And Clay did not make any of them. Are you sure? Positive. And so when that came out today, they interviewed Clay right as it released. And he was a little. He's a little salty. I thought he made the defense of. Uh, yeah, well, all NBA is something completely. Is it okay? Yeah. I thought they were. I thought they were um, just offense and defense. So, this is just players, and uh, he was he was a little salty. He he was like, "Can you really sit there and tell me that there's that many guards that are better than me?" Right. <laughs> like he goes, he goes, "No, there's not." <laughs> I mean, like, and, not but, being cocky, just no, being real. No, being real, absolutely, and I respect that, and. What what I like though is he goes. You know what? It doesn't matter. I'd rather win a, a championship <laughs> yeah. than be a an yeah, no NBA kidding. Player. Yeah, and that's the kind of guy you want on your team, man. He's selfless and uh, knows when when it when his team needs him. It, you know he'll he'll step up, but otherwise he's just gonna chill. And Draymond Green and Clay Thompson named a 2018-19 NBA All Defensive Team. So that's why I was yeah kind of caught off guard by what you said. I I didn't realize the difference between. All NBA and all NBA defense, but um, he's, how do you say he's a better defender than he is an attacker? You know. Yeah. No, it's I don't know. I I obviously disagree with that because he is just he's the guy you want, man. That's the kind of guy you want to build 
yeah. around. I know he's not used to make, being a leader yet. You don't think he could be a leader? I mean, it's it's kind of a weird spot. He hasn't ever had to be. Yeah. Well, you know, it's funny. Like, does Kawhi seem like a leader? No. No, but he's in the finals almost. almost. <laughs> I mean, that's what I'm saying. That, he doesn't have to be a leader when he's as good question. as he is. People just follow. He doesn't have to lead. They just follow. People lead by different ways. And you yeah. know, if he can do it by being a silent killer. Here's the thing. If people respect you, they'll follow you. Yeah. You, don't have to be a, you don't have to be a leader. You don't have to have the intentions of being a leader. Um, but, yeah, Clay, man, I agree. Um, top ten player for sure. Some would argue top five. I'd have a hard time arguing against it. Yeah, I like him a lot. So, uh, Moving on to uh, the NHL. Um, hmm. <laughs> the finals are here. Yep. It has they are. Let me know how they turn out, by the way. Yeah. I'm not well, watching. Every prediction you've had so far in this show has been wrong. Yeah. Well, so... I, unless, uh, unless I just get bored, I don't plan on watching because I don't. Really? I, honest to God. You've talked all playoff long. I love NHL. It doesn't matter who's playing. I'm recording. I gotta watch it. Blah blah. blah. You're telling me just because the teams are in it. And I agree. I'm not a fan of either. I team. don't. The problem is I don't respect either team. I mean, that makes I can't. The only thing I like about either tough. team is the fact that the Blues have incorporated this young girl who has cancer, and she's like been the team mascot for you know the last couple of weeks, and they're like they're bringing her to all the games. It's awesome, man. Let me tell you um, right now, I, I'm going. I'm, that's so, I'm all blues for this. Well, believe me, if is, Boston wins another championship, I I don't know if yeah. the city can take it. I don't know if I can take it. There's just too much. There's too much there. So, um, I I mean I sat there and watched um, the Blues beat um, the Stars, and I mean. Yeah, I was pulling for the stars, but that has nothing to do with the reason that I don't like the Blues. Uh, I'm not a Stars fan. I mean, I like the Stars. I, I, they're my uh, they're my team on that side of the of the NHL. But how do you how do you respect them, man? They play they play aggressive. I'll give them this. They are kind of fun to watch in the sense that they play with a lot of heart. I just don't like how dirty they play, and I don't like how dirty Boston plays. So. If you're a, if you're somebody that likes watching hockey for the fights and the physicality, watch this series because there's going to be plenty of it. There will be blood. Yeah. Um, well, knowing myself, I will watch it, but I don't want to. <laughs> Can I watch it on somebody else's TV so they don't get the viewership ratings for mine? <laughs> well, Boston's open up the favorite. Uh, yeah. I think. I mean, they've got home court. Yeah. Um, you know, they're going to. I, they're they're the hot team right now. Their first line is very very dangerous. I mean, um, that, that that's the thing is like I know it, and it's weird because they 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 got hot at the right time I guess you'd say, but they weren't like super hot going into the playoffs. I mean, they so, had a good year, but it's no, it's hard to year, know because like the way that a team plays in the playoffs versus how they play in the uh, regular season can be a 180. I mean, there, there's all of a sudden there's something on the line more so than just, hey, we need to go win this game. Yeah. Um, and uh, and it's uh, who can last the longest. I mean, you're <laughs> literally Boston uh, – I'm sorry, the Blues wore out the Sharks physically and mentally. 
they hurt them. I mean, the last game, the blue, the Sharks had to play three men, three men down, like mm. literally. Yeah, like that, that's tough. Three men down. They got hurt in game five, so they're all of a sudden they're without players in game five, and then game six, they had to play three starters down. So now that 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 will definitely wear on a team. Um, but that just shows you, like the Blues will, the Blues are going for your head. Yeah, this time of year, I mean, you, everyone's banged up, everyone's yeah. hurt, and if you start losing the, uh, not just the physical game, but the mental yeah. game, yeah, you're done. So I'm taking Boston, but I hope the Blues win. Okay, I don't That's see fair. Tuka Rask is playing out of his mind. The goalie. Right. Um, now it could be you know you eat a weird breakfast and now I can't make a stop. You never know what's going to happen in goal, um, but. He's an animal. He's been an animal, and Boston is scoring like nobody I've ever seen. They're scoring on everything. They don't miss. So um, Bennington, young goalie for the Blues, I believe is his name, if I'm not mistaken. He's he's playing out of his mind, too. It's funny because you're looking at two of the best goalies right now, um, and that happens in the NHL because the most important part of the game is making sure you stop the puck from going in the net. Uh, but you have to be able to score too, and both these teams are scoring like crazy. So, unfortunately, I think the Bruins are going to win. Um, hope the Blues win, even yeah. though I'm not going to cheer for them. If that makes any sense. Now this is bigger than sports. Is it? I don't know if you've seen, but we've got a house divided. Oh. <laughs> uh, I think I know what you're talking about. I, <laughs> if you haven't seen, uh, you've got Pam Beasley. Uh, as a blues fan, yeah, and uh, Jim Halford. Just the only thing the I don't office. like about either of them. Uh, as a Bruins fan, and uh, you think they'll be in a suite together? Talk about trouble in paradise. This is, that that'd be interesting. I, I, With their respective husband and wife. <laughs> uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> obviously, marketing purposes. I think you gotta. Roll with this. Why wouldn't you? Because you get a lot more people involved in wanting to see. Yeah, you know, tune in and kind I mean, of see stuff. When, maybe when you see athlete or when you see uh, stars get involved in sports. But I, then I, I see think, all of a sudden I see Jim Incorporated with the Bruins and I'm like, I'll just watch How I Met Your Mother. <laughs> Screw the Office. No, then, then all of a sudden I'm gonna go. I kind of want to watch the Office. Right. <laughs> just go watch the Office instead of watching the finals. Um, no, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go Blues. Um, yeah, I'm a little biased, but. Uh, they look so good against the Sharks, and uh, I know Bruins. Bruins in four. Wow, a sweep. Yeah. Okay. They're well, good. your your NHL predictions mean nothing so far in this show, so I'm not gonna get too in, involved in that. But oh, five that, bucks. That's interesting. Five bucks. I'll go five bucks on that. Bruins in four. That's that's crazy to me. I I don't think anyone in a championship. Uh, when you get this. There's just games that accidentally get one kind of thing. You know, one team blows it, and the other one, I don't know. Did you see the ref go down in the game the other yeah. day? That sucked. Yeah. That he's was, still he's still the best. I mean, he's uh, the best ref in the well, NHL. Was, he's the one that you hear, like, when he's on the squad, you know you've got a good officiating well, crew. I read a thing just talking about, oh, even the refs are I think it was and, Wes McCauley is his name, I believe, if I'm, if I'm the, not the, mistaken. I know him by face. That's what's funny. I know him by face, but I don't know him by name. Um, I think his name's Wes McCauley. I could look it up. 
Either way, I think this is going to be a good series. You're calling a sweep, so you don't think so. But No, that doesn't mean I don't think the games will be good. I just don't see how the Blues are going to score in Tuka Rask. Yeah. I really don't. If they do, they're going to have – uh, they're going to have two goal wins. Um, hmm. You know, they're going to yeah. score two goals two, and beat two them 2-1 or 2-0. Yeah. But So low scoring. Take the under is what you're saying. Not necessarily because the Bruins are going to score like crazy. Uh-huh. I think the, the Bruins are going to score, I don't know, upwards of 16, 17 points in the first four games. So... Well, that's interesting. We'll, we will definitely keep an eye on that, uh, I believe. Yeah, Wes McCauley's his name. Wes Sorry McCauley. to interrupt. No, you're good. Um, obviously, Stanley Cup starts Monday, and so um, Monday we'll, we'll have a full recap on Wednesday or on a Friday show. We'll have knocked out a couple of What's happening? Well, that's what happened. You're getting looking weird stuff on. Well, I was looking at Wes McCauley. Oh, that was actually coming from my computer. Okay. Anyway, uh, NFL. Obviously, we're still in kind of limbo right now. Uh, so you start getting into the stories that are a little troublesome because everyone should be getting ready for training camp, doing things like that. But you find out little stories like Zeke Elliott last week was at a music festival. End up getting into it, uh, pushing a security guard. Oh, jeez. I didn't see this. Yeah. Ends up actually getting um, handcuffed. Really? Did he get not, arrested? Not, not arrested. Okay. He wasn't, he wasn't uh, detained, but he was handcuffed. Um, Bad press. Yeah. It's just like... Hasn't he done this before? He, uh, he's been He's getting his name involved in too many negative ways. Yeah. When you're... You know, I, I saw um, NFL Live discussing... Could he be the next Le'Veon Bell sitting out no. to get a bigger contract because of what he means and all this stuff? It's oh, like, I see what you... Okay. Well, it's just like... I it, thought you meant troublemaker well, as well, Le'Veon well, Bell. Like, well, I don't think gonna, so. Well, he's getting into more trouble than Le'Veon is. Le'Veon was in different kind of Well, he was in trouble. It's like, yeah, should yeah. we kick him off the team as good as he is? But Zeke, just as a caliber, caliber player that he is... Just stay out of this stuff. You, your name, you're on the Dallas Cowboys. So right. No matter what you do, he'd probably been drinking. I'm assuming. Well, I mean, when he's sure at a music, music festival. festival, all that. But come on, man. Like, come on. <laughs> Last thing they need. Anyway, Jerry Jones comes out. He says he doesn't think the NFL is going to do anything about this. That it wasn't that big of a deal. And, uh, you know, let's move forward. Let's just say that it's probably of the last 10 interactions, 10 negative interactions the Cowboys have had. Yeah. It's the least of their worries because they're notorious for just getting their players just suspended and arrested. I mean, something about the Cowboys, OSU Cowboys, Dallas Cowboys, (laughs) just can't, I mean, can't keep keep people out of trouble. But uh, it kind of leads me to my next point. Uh, And I just really think it is interesting, you know, uh, Dak Prescott, obviously the quarterback and what they want to be the franchise quarterback. But I wanted your opinion on this because I, I was reading some stuff earlier about it. Do you think he is the future? You think he is the franchise quarterback that of the Cowboys? Yeah. Um, you mean more so than well, Zeke? I mean, they're gonna. Or, have to, are you well, like no? As a quarterback, you know that's been their issue for X amount of time, you know, yeah. everyone hated Romo, even though he put up Hall of Fame type I'd, numbers. I'd, I'll put it, I'll put it this way. I haven't put any thought into it, but 
Um, when you look at the history of the Cowboys, um, I would find it hard for me to say that Dak is going to leave because the Cowboys invest so much into their players. Um, what, what do you? How many? How many quarterbacks have the Cowboys actually used over the last fifteen years? Right. Well, two. My well, three. My, I don't my, know. My big thing is: is he going to be worth the big franchise quarterback money? They might not give it to him, but there's well, something. He, I think that there's it. more to whether it's going to be with the Cowboys or somewhere else. But do you, if you're the you know, owner of the Cowboys, you're Jerry Jones. Yeah. Are you giving Dak? Franchise quarterback money. Who else am I going to give it to? That's you got Aaron Rodgers locked into a huge deal. You've got Russell Wilson's one of the people I would want to look at if I was the Cowboys. I mean, when you he just got locked. No, that's what I'm saying. That's you can't. Who do you go for? Ben Roethlisberger. I mean, come on, that guy's got one year left. Yeah. You go for Kyler Murray. Not going to happen. Dak is the kind of guy. He's he's winning some games. He's he's doing nice things, but you go, is he really? I'm like. Is he really that good? I, I don't know. It's almost like a mirage. Like, you just don't really know because he can, he can make the throws. He can do the things. And then all of a sudden the next week he's like, who is that guy? Yeah. I mean, I have a tough time saying that Dallas should let him go. The, yeah. Like even said, even when you get to talking he, about – even when you get to – and I'm a Packers fan, so understand that I'm not trying to sound like a complete idiot – when you get to talking about Aaron Rodgers, are you taking Aaron Rodgers over Dak? I mean, I know that he's the much better quarterback, but Dak is just as invested in Dallas as Dallas is Dak. You don't know what's going to happen with Aaron Rodgers after year one. You know that Dak has been consistent with you so far, and you've been consistent with him. Um, Dallas obviously takes good care of their quarterbacks, not necessarily the offensive line, but the management. Um, I'm just saying, when you look at the history of Dallas – the quarterbacks have a tendency to stay there for long stretches. Um, in fact, it's not just uh, the quarterbacks either. I mean, they just – it seems to be an organization. I mean, come on, it, D- Dallas Cowboys, they're what, the second largest sports industry in the world? Mm-hmm. Is, that, is that correct? Or are they number one now? I think it was they're, like they're Manchester. Right I don't yeah, know. So There's one know soccer Manchester, team that they like yeah, flip back and forth every four or five years. Right there. But um, I, I, This is what I know. You're talking more so skill level. Is well, it worth just it? like, are you ready to invest all that money in him? Go, all right, Dak, here's the keys to the franchise. Take us to the yeah. promised lands. Well, the question becomes, are you trying to win a championship? Or are you trying to just be good and be a competitor? Well, no, we know. Because let's not pretend like Jerry Jones doesn't have the money and the Cowboys don't have the capability right. to go after Tom Brady if they wanted him. Well, right. but They've right. got every reason to make that happen, and, and they've got the means to make it happen, but... There's more to it than that because Brady's not going to want to go to the Cowboys. Well, that's that's my point though. Is I mean they've got the money, they've got that, but when you're investing into a guy, you're saying, "Hey, you're the guy." Do you think Dak could be that guy? Yes, I do. Okay, and I, I'm well, not his. I'm not. I'm not a Dak super fan, but I have a hard time thinking that when you look at the top ten quarterbacks. I have a tough time thinking that there's somebody outside the top ten that could replace him and bring what he brings to the team. Because in that top ten, good luck. Like you have to, the the negotiations and everything that goes into getting those guys. Good luck. I mean, just good luck. You know what I mean? I think he's in the right place at the right time. Who do you get, Derek Carr? I mean, that could be potential. I don't know what his contract looks like. Would I take Derek Carr over Dak? Possibly. Well, he just got that big contract two years ago. With who, Oakland? Oakland. 
But then, you know, all of a sudden you hear this year that they were trying to get Kyler Murray. Exactly. That's why I'm like. Because he had a very disappointing year last year. You know, they got Antonio Brown in there mm-hmm. now, and they're making moves. Yeah, now you're like, well, is Derek Carr really the guy? Yeah, I mean, but the problem is they already paid him the money. They already, mm-hmm. they already gave the big contract, so he doesn't care. He's, he's going to get paid no matter what. So. Yeah, and I, I want to make the argument for Dak that um, it's a heck of a lot easier to be a good quarterback when you've got good receivers, but I don't necessarily agree with that because – when you look at Brady, when you look at Big Ben, um, even Aaron Rodgers, yes, Aaron, um, Big Ben had Antonio Brown. Um, Rodgers has Adams, had Adams. Um, those quarterbacks, they make receivers. That, that's a big part so of it. So if you're not seeing receivers being efficient, being productive in the Cowboys system – I'm not necessarily willing to say it's the receiver's fault. Um, I don't. I don't know. Um, I think we could probably talk about it for two years. We're going to put some people to sleep. So let's just move on from <laughs> no, that. That is very interesting. Uh, I, I I just want to see how that all plays out. So, um, just a couple little other notes here. Um, Sue seems to be replacing Gerald McCoy. He's going to sign a one-year deal with uh, the Bucks. Yeah. Uh, you know he's actually my least favorite athlete in sports. He is. I, I not can say that a fan favorite. <laughs> I can say that consistently uh, in and out every year. I will say him and Aqib Talib. I will never forget him tossing Jer- uh, um, McCoy, um, Colt McCoy, in the Big Twelve Championship game around like a rag doll. Yeah, uh, years ago. Uh, so that was a good memory, but otherwise, yeah, Sue's kind of one of those guys. He's just he, dirty, man. He's just he is what he is. It's like there's a line between being good and being a good defender, being able to hit, do what you need to do, and then just going for somebody's absolutely. eyes, trying to gouge their eyes out. I mean, hitting them in the nuts. Like, come on, man. Well, he gets the money. He gets the one year deal. Well, McCoy, like as we talked about last show, Gerald McCoy is looking for a new home. And he is actually going to go visit the Cleveland Browns. Can you blame him? No. I They're mean, building I'm a freaking... You, dude, what's going on around in Cleveland is contagious. Yeah. And people want to be a part of that. Right. And which is hilarious to think. Two years ago, we're like, they're a dumpster fire. Yeah. Oh, man. <laughs> like, more than that. Who wants to go there? And now... Wildfire. Now, I'm telling you, you know, obviously I'm biased here when I say this, but Baker... I mean, he brings up to the table, man. People want to be a part of that. Yeah. So no, I, I mean, he's he's seeming to do big things. Um, hopefully, he can keep it rolling for him. I'm not his biggest fan. I don't have a reason not to like him, really. Um, but he, uh, it'd be cool to see them bounce back. Yeah. You know, I don't so. want to see him laying in the dirt the whole time. But I also don't have any um, ties to him, and I really don't care if they do good or bad. It's right. just. Just a good story. Um, yeah, I mean, some, I like comebacks. Time a franchise can turn around, especially as quick as they, right. they possibly could. It's just cool to see. Yeah. So uh, we'll be looking forward to that. Obviously, we are looking forward to the NFL picking up as well because uh, I'm getting excited that football is coming. That is very, very exciting. What are we at? Like 90... 93, 93, 92 days, days or something like that. Yeah. College football. So it's coming, man. It's a coming. 
But uh, now this is a good story. Okay. Son of Hall of Famer Craig Biggio is being called up to the Blue Jays. Yeah. Uh, I never got an actual uh, pronunciation of this. I believe it's uh, Kevin Biggio. Um, we just say Kevin. <laughs> Kevon. Kevon. Uh, is being called up. And this is exciting because this is the first time in Major League Baseball history there will be two players on the same team who have two dads who were Hall of Famers. Okay. How do you say that? <laughs> C-A-V-A-N. Obviously, I've never heard him talked yeah, about just yeah. because. Well, I know he was a big prospect, um, and now it's his time to shine, man. He was hitting three oh six with a four four forty uh, on base percentage uh, for the Triple A Buffalo. Yeah. Um, and here it is. He's making it to the big leagues. It's just an exciting time. This is what this is why I wanted to bring this up. Is like it is an exciting time because you're getting to see all these guys that I grew up watching. Yeah. You're going to see their kids play now. Yeah, backyard baseball. Did you ever play that? Oh, yeah. Oh, man. Pablo. <laughs> just back on my, like, Windows 94 computer. Um, it's just an exciting time, man, because you're like, man, I his dad was, you know, Craig Biggio, this dude, he could play any position. I mean, he played catcher, he played second, he played outfield. I think, it, I could be wrong, could be totally wrong on this, but I do believe he won a gold glove at three different positions. Really? I know two, but I, I want to say three positions. So his dad was just a freaking hell of a ball player. Yeah. See, now, I, I've always loved baseball. Um, I love watching baseball in person. I like I like the Cardinals. Um, I've never been one just to sit down and watch MLB games, and I really don't follow it that closely. Um, I have been a little bit more lately, but it's uh, – to me, you know, baseball idol. I did. I played baseball. Preston and I played baseball together in high school. Um, baseball idol to me, Mark McGuire. You know, I mean, I grew up watching him. Um, Cardinals. My my uh, my grandparents lived in St. Louis, and I don't. I mean, we could do a whole episode over what happened with him in the Hall of Fame and his, you know, um, substance abuse or whatever. But we could talk about how there might not even be a baseball if it wasn't for right, him. Right, exactly. Yeah. I mean, love him or hate him, you got to respect him. Yeah. Um, and, uh, you know, you listen to Joe Rogan. If you, I don't know if you listen to him often, but um, he talks about the substance abuse and some of the bull crap that goes in there and gets behind that and what's actually getting picked up and what should and shouldn't be picked up. Now, in that case, it's a little different, obviously. Um, it's just it's tough on him that they go from not caring to yeah. all of a sudden they care really and they're going to penalize him for Absolutely. doing something they didn't care about. But reason I bring that up, um, I was born in the 90s. I didn't even get to watch baseball in the 80s. I have a hard time thinking that there were many more years as enjoyable to watch baseball than the late 80s and the early 90s. I would think that that had to be some some of the best baseball that MLB's seen. We had great stuff then. Um, but, well, then, you know, you, if you start mentioning McGuire, you go, man, late 90s. You know, because uh, 90s. Well, I mean, and I mean 90s. I mean 90s all the way through. Because I watched well, baseball a lot as a 19, kid. 19, 1995, you got the, uh, the strike. Uh, baseball goes yeah. on strike. Yep. And, you know, they don't know if they're going to be able to recover from it. 
uh, you know, 96, 97 go, and, you know, things are still kind of on the rocks. And then 1998, you've got Sammy Sosa and Mark McGuire going this crazy right. home run. right. Home run derby throughout the year. Yeah. And that's what I'm thinking is you've got McGuire, you've got Sosa, you've got Barry well, Bonds, you've got all King these Griffey guys. Jr., Ken Griffey, you've got um, Alex Rodriguez, you've got Derek Jeter, Jeter you know, all these Mark guys. Parra. Yeah, I mean, the, the I mean list legends. goes on and on. Edgar Martinez. I mean, it's unbelievable. You're, I mean, you're right. What a time to Because think about, man. like, in the 90s, household names, Mark McGuire, Sammy Sosa, Ken Griffey. Now – do you think Mike? Do you think fifty percent of America knows who Mike Trout is? Well, and, I don't think I don't that, think twenty percent knows who he is. That's one of the is. problems baseball has because best player in Major League Baseball is Mike Trout. Right. If you ask ten people, nine out of ten are, people are going to tell you that. Like real baseball, baseball fans. fans, of yeah, course. Yeah, I mean he's an animal. But the problem is, you go is to he is a very boring person. I mean he is not. Marketable because well okay, it's it's unfair to say he's not marketable. He is very hard to market because of his personality. He's is not, he? Here's the, here's the thing. He's business. We've talked about this. He's all business. Well, he's all business. But I mean, he, he gets animated just, from time just, to time. Kind of like a country boy who likes to play baseball. But would you rather him be Bryce Harper and be more focused well, on media attention than winning games? That is that sells. And baseball needs these kind of pieces to kind of stand out. Here's the thing, though, is the fans don't care. Yes, The no. fans of the team, of the best right. player, the don't fa- care if that guy's being emotional or not. They right. want to go to their stadium and see their team win. I mean, th- can- that is definitely fair to say. And But, you know, when you're looking at a longevity of uh, getting Major League Baseball continuing, you do have to have those guys, those faces of baseball – and you know, unfortunately, Mike Trout just isn't very exciting. I mean, well, you you know what? He's gonna he's gonna rest well when he dies, knowing yeah, that well, his stats are gonna be sitting there in the in he, the he's gonna be Hall one of the fame. greatest of all time. Yeah, and his kids, 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 kids are all taken care of. So, right. Yeah, uh, he he's done he's done well. So that anyway, like that's why I just wanted to say was it's an exciting time because you got all these young prospects coming up and being uh having. You know, dads as Hall of Famers. That's just so so cool to see. Yep. I, I'm I'm all for that. But uh, leads me to my next little uh, point here is uh, you had Cespedes, the Mets outfielder, who I meant to actually get to last episode about. Uh, he goes down with an injury from. Uh, I didn't. I didn't see this. Yeah. Well, so he he was injured on his ranch. Okay. Wow. And this. <laughs> What I wanted to bring up with that is just baseball players, I don't know what it is, but they have the most ridiculous yes. injuries that end up putting... They yes. just announced that it's going to be a season-ending injury. Right. This has Cespedes. happened before. It's not on the top of my head, but I can think of two or three times in the last 10 years in the MLB yeah. where an outside injury well, has without, caused a player... Without getting into names and stuff like that, because it's kind of gets kind of complicated... Trying to remember everyone, but uh, I remember one guy sneezed through his back out. I remember, <laughs> I remember uh, Mike Matheny, yeah, uh, you know, Cardinal guy, uh, was opening a Christmas gift, and uh, it was like either with a pocket knife or it was a pocket knife. I can't remember which one. 
split his hand open. Was this while he was playing? Yeah. <laughs> it's just like... I don't remember that. Yeah, it's just like key things like that. You're just like, that can't happen. Like, come on. <laughs> your, I mean, your body your is a body, temple. <laughs> yeah, your body is a temple. That's how you make your money. Right. Take care of your freaking Was body. he work? I mean, was he working on the ranch? You're like, dude, yeah, come on. Exactly. You're I, in the majors. I don't care what position you play, how much. You've yeah. got enough to hire a ranch hand. If you actually got hurt working... You can't uh, forgive sure yourself for that. Yeah, I sure hope that wasn't the case. But anyway, it just that I saw that and I had to bring that up because baseball is just notorious for these freaking injuries that are just so dumb, so dumb. That's what I I would love to read some of these contracts just to kind of see what are in these major league baseball contracts of things you can and can't do because of the track record of these players getting hurt during the offseason or getting hurt during the season doing things that are just stupid. So had to go with that, especially because my next point was Yankees' <laughs> misfortune continues. Is it? Can we even keep saying that when they're leading and they're winning every game? Well, is it funny. misfortune we, we just or is the, it? We just swept the uh, Baltimore Orioles but lose CeCe yep. Sabathia to the DL – now, come on, bro. He's this, like, isn't he six foot nine? Every guy that's six he, foot nine that weighs three hundred and fifty pounds is going to have a little bit of knee pain. He, he's a big guy, uh, and you can pretty much set your watch to this time of year. He's probably going to go on the DL with every some time type of injury <laughs> because of the body breaking down. But yeah, he goes on the um, the DL with some knee pain. Doesn't seem to be very serious. Just something they want to maybe let him miss a start or two, but. Uh, now that you mentioned, yep, Yankees still in first place, so in a good spot there, enjoying that. And uh, I, I, I'm telling you, the Yankees in two months are going to be able to field two different teams <laughs> Yeah. with the amount of players they've had to go through uh, during this season. So interesting, uh, but, you know, it, it, now that we're getting to the summertime. How long till they recontact A-Rod? <laughs> yeah, well. <laughs> I'd like to see him come on as coaching. I'll tell you that. Yeah. I was really uh, really hoping that he might be the manager. I don't really but. care. I mean, I, I got to say, um, you know, you look at him on Instagram, and he seems he's like all, he's quite the family man well, now. Yeah, you know, him and J-Lo got engaged. What do they have, two kids? Well, they don't, or have, they, they they don't, don't have kids together. He's, but he, Yeah, he's got kids, and I can't remember if she has a kid. I think that, I think. But he's got, he's got. There's two, two kids girls. that they're at least taking care of right yeah. now. Not taking care of, but, yeah. you know, mother, father, whatever. Right. Um, I see him all the time on Instagram, and he seems like he's quite the family man. Um, I have a hard time disrespecting that. I didn't really care for him as a player, but um, I don't oh, know. Is he controversial or something? I don't know why I didn't like him. Like I say, if I have a tough time respecting you. Yeah, no, exactly. <laughs> but it's, uh, like I said, summer's getting almost here, and uh, baseball's picking up, so we'll look forward to seeing a few more uh, big stories, like uh, more prospects getting called up and uh, what kind of runs some of these teams are looking to go on. Who do you think wins it this year? Man, I'll tell you what. Like I said, obviously... As a Yankee fan, I'm pulling for the Yanks. I think they're going to be right there in the discussion. But I was just having a conversation today with one of my buddies who happens to be a Houston Astro fan. Yeah. 
And I just don't know how you go against Houston. Is Keiko still pitching for them, right? No, so he's actually a free agent. No way. Yeah, he's still sitting out waiting for money. Oh, so my gosh. He's not, but they've got Justin Verlander. Dude, he's so good. That dude is completely turned his career around coming to uh, Houston. And uh, look, if you go look at Houston's lineup, you're like, oh, my God. Well, pitching is so important. Well, man. not just pitching. I'm just saying, if you look at their everyday uh, lineup, you know, one to nine, the guys they're plugging in there are just solid, absolutely solid. Yeah. And what was just the MVP two years ago, Altuve, is having a terrible year and has yeah. been hurt. Right. And they're still just dominating. Well, he's he's one of those guys that when you watched him a couple years ago in the playoffs, um, you're like, you don't want to pitch the ball to him. He's like 5'8". <laughs> you don't want to pitch it to him. He was, we played like a guy. We played with a guy like that in high school, though, where you pitch it to him and you just don't know. He just might hit it anywhere. Right. But he can get it behind the dirt. Yeah, I mean, he's going to clear infield. Yeah. And then he's gonna just get a single or a double every time he hits the ball. I mean, it sure. But he can also jack crazy. it too. I was gonna say what's crazy. He's got power. He pop can jack it in the bat. So, uh, but yeah, if I if I had to guess right now, I mean, the two best teams in my opinion probably have to be Houston and the Dodgers. Dodgers are playing so good. They're still right there. Cody Bellinger finally fa- fell under four hundred. I think I the, happened to see I, that. I, this is funny as you're talking about Houston in my head. I'm thinking. I'm just thinking the Dodgers. Yeah. I mean, I, I hate the Dodgers. Dodgers gone back to back World Series, so they've what? got the experience and they've got. Talent. Dodgers went back to back. Yeah. They got last year. Well, they went back to back World Series. They didn't win. Oh, they, they I was gonna both. say. I thought Boston got last year. Yeah, they, they went. To they back went to back. back to back. They're hungry for. I mean, I know so. that's. I. If I got to put a dollar on it, I'm putting it on LA. Yeah. I don't want to win. Um, it is kind of cool if that would happen. We we live in Tulsa, so um, having their minor league team, the Double A series, is uh, Tulsa um, Drillers. They're affiliates of the Los Angeles Dodgers, which I was not pleased when that happened. But um, anyways, yeah, just look forward to seeing what's going on for the rest of the year. Uh, Stephen, what's your best and worst of the week? Um, well. First of all, we've got the Indy 500 coming up this weekend. Oh, absolutely. So um, I'm, I'm pumped for that. It's always a big weekend in racing um, this year. I mean, this time of year. Um, I'm, again, you guys know I'm going to the race. I'm going to the 500. I'm leaving tomorrow morning, or if you're listening to this, today. And it's, uh, I think, let's see, Charlotte and the Indy 500 every year. It's just, it's a great weekend, great races. And it's, I don't know, best part of the week for me, packing, <laughs> packing to go to Indy. It just, you, I mean, until you go, you just don't know the hype, the fun. It's so fun. Like, I can already tell you, I'm just going to tell you my, my best of the weekend. I mean, my best of the week for Monday is already going to be going to the Indy 500. So I'm just going to get that out of there right now. Um, win, lose, or draw with my drivers, it, it, it's the Indy 500. And I'll come up with a new one for Monday. But um, it's it's how do you, packing. I mean, yeah. packing. My favorite thing of the weekend sports is packing a bag. everyone hates packing. So. <laughs> right. 
But I get what you're coming from. You're excited. It's almost here. The anticipation, man. Absolutely. It's so fun. Like, I can only imagine. You got to go sit there. You can't, you can't comprehend how cool it is. I mean, there's 400,000 people there. That's one thing. But when you've got these cars, there's 40 cars, you know, roughly 40 cars driving by at 225 miles an hour and not taking off like an airplane. I mean, it's the appreciation that when you see it live, seeing it on TV is one thing. I watched it on TV for 15 years, and then I went and saw it live, and blows your mind. Absolutely blows your mind. You we you ought to try to come next year, man. No, I, we need to I, try like to plan said, something and get you have up there. Big intentions of wanting. Because you talk about places. a beer drinking, um, sports involved weekend. It's <laughs> it is definitely that weekend. Um, I can only imagine. And if the Pacers, for whatever reason, decide that they want to be good next year, they could be in the playoffs during the race. That so would, that would be good, <laughs> that'd be something. And have you been to a Colts game? I know you're a Colts no. fan. I have, not have you been, been to the stadium? I, I've been close, but I've never been. The stadium in downtown Indianapolis. I mean, literally. So you've right, got yeah, downtown yeah, Indianapolis. Absolutely. Right outside of downtown is the stadium. It's beautiful. I mean, it's it's an amazing. Just it's it's astounding how big it is. But it's just right outside of downtown. Mm-hmm. I mean, you just round the corner and you're downtown. Mm-hmm. It's crazy. Um, worst of the week. Hmm. Bruins Blues. I don't want to watch those. I mean, you've got to. It's the you know it's the worst of two evils. Who do you want to hoist the cup? Neither. <laughs> we just have a draw. Can we just no vote on somebody it. else. I don't yeah. know. Is the world going to end before then? <laughs> I hope so. <laughs> so um, yeah, Indy Five Hundred best packing for it. Just getting getting ready. Absolutely. Looking forward to it. Worst Bruins Blues. What about you? Well, I'll tell you what. So this has uh, been going on for uh, seems like a couple weeks now, but <laughs> my best of the week is watching Aaron Rodgers try to chug a beer oh. at the Bucks Raptors game tonight. This was absolutely hilarious. Pathetic. <laughs> I'm well, an embarrassed now, Packers you fan. Being a Packers fan, I don't want to rub you know too much salt in the wound, but. Uh, you know, a couple of weeks ago we saw the uh, O line. Uh, what? Well, yeah, but doesn't Rogers have like oh, I just went blank on something head. like ninety four million reasons <laughs> oh. not to give a yeah, crap about what people think all, about him drinking a beer? Anyway, you see this Packer uh, O lineman chug a beer, chug another beer, get the crowd wild. I mean, everyone's going crazy. It, it was just hilarious. So tonight, same thing happened. Started off with the O lineman. Chugging a beer, chugging another beer, and then kind of pointing at Rogers like, "All right, your turn." Rogers begins to chug the beer, and they can't finish it. I wouldn't say he couldn't finish it, but he he uh, no, tapped out, man. He looked like the kind of guy who starts going. He's like, oh, "Okay, here we go, here we go, here we go." Uh, br- br- brain freeze, brain freeze, brain freeze. <laughs> it did. That's what I thought. Whenever I was watching, he I was like, "Finish." Um, so. Did he get a brain freeze? Because if he got a brain freeze. He just needs to come out and do an interview and be like, guys, I got a brain freeze. This is going to be tough to live down. I mean, like, this is, he's got, he's got some answering to do. Man, I'll tell you what, a brain freeze will put you in a funk, though. Oh, well, yeah. You're like, like oh, screw these 20,000 like people. I'm not finishing. I got a brain freeze. I don't he's care. He's got some making up to do for something like this because that was a uh, 
poor performance. Yeah. Uh, well, I say, um, how do you think Danica felt about that? Oof. Sitting well, there watching him sit next to that hottie. Yeah. So you sit next to the uh, owner's daughter of the Bucks, uh, you know, but putting up a performance, which is she going to be more disappointed about, the, the chug or the, the girl? I mean, she, oh, man, you know, she ran in the, she's, she's a race car driver. She's been around some guys that can throw some beer down. Yeah. Oh, so yeah. Uh, I don't she, know. She might be embarrassed by I don't him. know. I think she has 94 million reasons not to care either. Yeah, exactly. Well, get well what is his contract? Isn't it, isn't it in that ballpark? 94, 97? Yeah, I, I'm not sure to tell you the truth. But I know it's uh, a lot more than I'll ever see. So. Uh, 110. Yeah, they're 110. Yeah. Still had two years remaining on the five-year $110 million Yikes. contract. That was 2013. I don't understand. $134 million yeah, extension. Okay, okay. Right. so he's got $134 million reasons not to care. Hitting us with fake news over here. Yeah. All right, my worst of the week is pretty much knowing that the Warriors are going to win another championship. I, I just started, like, getting excited for a second, thinking, you know, we're, we're here to the end. Stanley Cup's here. NBA Finals is almost here. You know, it's a great time to watch sports and, you know, have something to watch. And then I'm like, oh, yeah. Yeah, but, I mean, you Warriors never know. Like, like, what happens if Steph goes up for a layup, rolls his ankle, rolls his ankle, and then he can't can't come back and play in game two, three, four, five? Well, one can hope, right? I, don't know, I would never <laughs> hope for him to get hurt. but No, I would never want an injury. But you, my point time, being, you never know what's going to happen. I, I know, but it's just, God, it's... And now they're saying uh, DeMarcus Cousins is going to be back at some point in the series. Yeah. It will be interesting to see when Durant comes back because I really think that will be the final nail in the coffin. But I think it's pretty safe to say we're looking at probably like a uh, 4-1 best-case scenario for whoever they play. So, yeah. Could but, be. Uh, yeah, interesting. And we will uh, we'll know next time we, uh, we record a podcast yeah. who they'll be playing. Well, hey, guys, don't forget to like us on Facebook, Instagram, follow us on Twitter. Everything is at Hopped on Sports, one word. Um, if you'd like to send us an email, it's hoppedonsports at gmail.com. And we will be looking forward to the next episode. We plan on doing that. Um, we might have to record it on Monday, which would mean it will release late Monday night. There's a chance that we'll do it on Sunday night. Uh, we'll let you know on the social media be watching for that next episode and hope you guys have a great weekend absolutely guys take care and cheers cheers